When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to the Long Shot Podcast. I'm your host, Duncan Robinson, and I'm joined here with my good friend and co-host, Davis Patrick Reed. Davis, how are we? Great. Great. That was a, a good lead in by you. I think last week we read off an episode number again, but we're doing away with episode numbers. It's a new change, mm. another change as we tweak things here at the Long Shot Pod. So yeah, you crushed that one. Thank you. Actually, I, I forgot that we were doing that and then I caught myself thinking you didn't read one off, which felt wrong, but it was, it was so right. Not to get philosophical here, but change is both inevitable uh, and it's beautiful. Mm. So uh, I'm excited for this, this type of change. Uh, and, and I think it, it bodes well for us moving forward. Uh, mm. We got a great interview for you. Um, Sam Morell is absolutely hilarious. Uh, we all became fast friends. We had a great time. We recorded this a little while ago. Uh, in New York over All-Star break. But I uh, had a really good time with Sam. He's super funny. Um, if you have the opportunity, check out some of his his stand-up. He has a, a special out, uh, multiple specials out. He did some great stuff over quarantine, like rooftop comedy in New York, which is really good. Um, but we had a really good talk. And he's a, he's a huge basketball fan. So we, we chopped it up, everything NBA, everything, you know, stand-up comics, you know, everything in between. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was great. I'm also glad you gave him a little bit of an intro there because I joked with him that we were going to completely skip his intro and then we actually did. We didn't at any point explain to the audience who he is. Most will probably know, but for those who don't, now now you do. Um, I think to add to his resume dunk, he's a massive Knicks fan. So we sat down sort of expecting to talk through his comedy career and uh, what stand-up life is like on the road and, uh, you know, various different topics. We ended up just talking basketball and really Knicks for like an hour, which was amazing. His knowledge was high. Yeah. You, you, uh, you mentioned the, the intro, this one was funny because it was like, we were literally just talking and just like chopping it up. Um, and then all of a sudden we're like, yeah, let's just start recording. So like the pickup for the, the interview is kind of a funny one, uh, just because it's, it's kind of like mid sentence somewhere or at least mid like conversation. Uh, but that's literally what it was. It was us, us three just kind of, uh, you know, going back and forth and, and talking everything, Knicks basketball, NBA and everything in between. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy Sam. We usually give guests a really nice long oh, intro, nice. but yeah. for you, I think we're just going to skip Let's it all. Fuck it, man. Yeah. Let's no, you'll, get, you'll get your intro <laughs> when, you know, we, we bring on the show. Zion is, though, it's like the human body has evolved very far. Yes. And NBA athletes have as well. But there's, 
I think there's a limit, and he seems like he's pressing that limit, just in terms of size, athletic ability, jumping ability. It's like there's only so much that a knee can withstand. He makes me very nervous. The way the way he walks doesn't look right. It, it's like when Porzingis would throw down dunks for the Knicks, I would always be like, that doesn't look right. I remember when the Knicks drafted Porzingis, Phil Jackson said, this guy's never going to, it's never going to work because he's too weak. And and there was a moment where I was like, oh, he's he's doing mind games, and now I seem like he might have he might have known back then. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of messed up that he drafted him, and then you know, were you one of the uh, the Knicks fans on draft night, like crying and booing? No, 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 because uh, you were hopeful. Well, I just didn't know enough, so yeah. I I was kind of like, who is this guy? I was I, I get nervous that they're following the whole Dirk thing. There was a period where they would just draft bigs who could shoot. Yeah. Because Dirk worked out, Bargnani, who we <laughs> traded for as well. Yeah, I mean that was man. The Raptors have fleeced the Knicks so many times. Yeah. It's cr- Masai is amazing, yeah. you know. That's but true. no, I no, I wasn't mad about him. I try not to hate on any of the of the draft night picks, but man, we've had some misses in the last few years. The Nilakina didn't work out. Kevin Knox didn't work out. Yeah, uh, our later picks were quickly. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, David Lee was a late pick back in the day, but you yeah. know, you look at who we take early. It's always like Michael Sweetney or Channing <laughs> Frye. Like, what are we doing? Uh, Channing was a good pro. He was I mean, a good pro, but not pro. with us. Yeah, it's true. Fair. I got to, uh, I got to tell you, man. You know, we, I've heard like, oh, someone sold a basketball fan or this guy, but like, we've been dialing it up here for a little bit even before we started running uh, or recording, and like, you've had some serious name drops between like Andre Blatch, <laughs> Mike Sweetie, like the the depth of your fandom and yeah, it knowledge, goes it goes it's deep. genuinely impressive. Like, I it's, mean that wholeheartedly. I've been through the, I've been through it all as a Knicks fan. I'm hardcore. I, I, it's in me to hate the Miami Heat because of the '90s. All I see when I see the Miami Heat logo is I picture Pete. J. Brown flipping Charlie Ward in the stands, <laughs> and I get angry. But I do like your team. I, I it's tough. Like I, I love Spo. Yeah. Jimmy's awesome. You and Tyler Hero, both great shooters. I mean, uh, Bam is great. I, who doesn't love Kyle Lowry? For right. sure. I mean, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Yeah. I mean, it's like it makes me mad because I'm like that should be the Knicks culture. That like yeah. tough kind of like we play D. We you know that was the '90s Knicks. I uh, I like how you lumped Tyler and myself in together as as kind of one entity. What, what was the thought process there? Just out of curiosity, it happens a lot. It's some it's kind of For a running strange. It's reason. kind of a running joke that we I, like to touch on. I don't because you're both you're both shooters. I mean, I guess okay. Tyler is That's it. It ends there. It's just yeah. a shooting. Yeah. Well, do you think it's because you're both white? Is that what it is? <laughs> no. is that what, yes. I mean, like Tyler, <laughs> I, I always mean. joke about how like Tyler and I. At one point, may have had somewhat, you know, similar games. I think now at this point, we play very differently. Like, For sure, Tyler has a higher usage, has a ball in his hands a lot more. Um, but no, I mean, we we always just joke. But I always get called Tyler Hero in public settings. Like probably on on the way here, I was surprised at some point I wasn't. Is that Tyler Hero? Like I just get it all the time. You must get recognized a lot. No, no, no. he does. Well, you, it, he's tall as hell. Yeah. I mean, that's he does. I don't. Re- I I honestly don't. And I stand. He's probably going to say that I'm I do. In Miami, maybe a little bit but like outside of miami no no that's actually that's true but what what actually what changed a lot was the finals run because before that no but even in miami people wouldn't stop him after the finals run the notoriety jumps a little bit yeah the bubble run like everyone's kind of watching uh because there's nothing else to do i miss the nba so much and i was i was rooting for you guys over the lakers because i don't want to see the lakers win i hate los angeles fans they're the most spoiled fans (laughs) now the rams won it's like these it's like boston 
seven or eight years ago where they just didn't know losing. There's like a whole generation <laughs> of kids that don't know what it feels like to lose. Yeah. I, you know, I'm very them. much in that. I mean, I grew up <laughs> I, a Boston sports fan, obviously no longer a Celtics fan in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I hate the Celtics. I hate them. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, at, at one point, you're right. As a Boston sports yeah. fan, there's that kid at, at all the parades where he's like, you know, this is my ninth parade in <laughs> six years. It's like, you know, they oh just went between the Bruins, Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox. Like, we were just running them off. Yeah, that that Celtics team was also, unfortunately, a cool team. Like, who doesn't think Garnett is cool? I mean, he, and Ray Allen's one of the best shooters ever. Pierce, yep. I hated Paul Pierce because he always hit the game winner on the Knicks. He would always just milk the clock. Step and then back going right every time. So clutch. Just get back to that that midi and it's game over. And he got fired in the coolest way possible. Like, if, <laughs> if you're going to get fired from a job, do it right. smoking a blunt right. with strippers. It's That's Agreed. the way to go. I also think there's something about, like, that's the whole appeal of having these ex-athletes still in the social media like this is what you expect from them almost right and it's like disney too they've retired they've made all this money they've done it now they're still young enough to go enjoy life i almost support it i i hate disney because it's like you, you, your company was basically founded by a raging anti-semite and you're and you're and you're tossing this guy aside because he smoked a blunt <laughs> give me a break that's fair yeah i'm not going to comment on that but it's fair. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a loaded one i love i'll never have though. a special on disney so i can say that <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. we don't know that <laughs> well it's true we won't we don't know it's uh I, i'm actually curious you you bring up the specials we were talking about a little bit earlier i'm curious of the kind of curation process behind what goes into actually making a special because there's got to be hours and hours of content right yeah that you're I, sifting through Absolutely. Yeah. I, I look at it like the way you guys live basketball. I live comedy. I'm on the road every week. I, I don't take weeks off. You know, I love to just, I yeah. mean, I also think about like, how the hell do you fly every week and play? Cause I have like a herniated disc in my neck from <laughs> just flying. And then I just tell jokes. So uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I do the road constantly. I'll do, you know, I'm doing eight shows in, in San Diego this weekend. I, I want the reps. I want to try a new line every show. I, I, I find like you can tell the comics who don't put the work in and the special, like maybe they have good premises and ideas, but the execution sucks. Just like yeah. you can tell a guy, like it's like a kid who's who could born dunk, you know? Yeah, right. He's, he, out of the gate, he can dunk, but he's got no jumper, he's got no yeah. handles. And then you see guys who every year, they add some in their game, right? Right. It's you're like, one of those guys. You're undrafted, and now you're, you know, I'd like you're an so. integral part of a, of a winning team. No, I mean, there's always those kids in high school that just, like, developed earlier than everybody else. And you can just kind of tell, like, he's probably – like, he's plateaued in some respects. Um, I'm curious what – is, what is – like, how has road life elevated for you – since you've now kind of risen to, he's that guy. Where yeah, you are like legitimately like you're you're in movies now. You know, like you're. I all have over one the line in the Joker. Uh, I'm not <laughs> really. I'm, not, like, I'm, I'm not a movie guy. I mean, I, I, movies were never something that really interested me. I mean, like, I love movies. I'm a big yeah. movie fan, but I was never like I want to act. That was right, never something right, that right. I love. Stand up. I love. Uh, you're asking how is like road, road light, like hotels, yeah. travel. Like now, are you able? Because I I was in the G League right yeah. for basically a whole season. Um, and we're looking at not quite best Westerns, but we're looking at multiple commercial flights. We're looking at... Which on your body, dude. Yeah, you're too 100%. Tall and then you're also expected to play. So I have a ton of empathy for guys that are, are doing that G League grind. But now, you know, we're chartered flights. We're the nicest hotels. So you talk about playing. Yeah, but we also have first class 
travel and all that sort of thing. Now I imagine you're you're paying your own way to all these different stuff or, or whatever. So like what's that's gotta be a grind. It's a grind, but you know, it gets it's like you said, you know, it was horrible for the first, you know, many yeah. years on the road. But you I just saw that's what the comics I respected did. They would do the road hard and they and you would see you're like, oh, this is the way. This is how you do it. So, yeah, the, the hotels were horrible for years. They had something called comedy condos where you're like, oh, I know that the comic who was here was jacking off in this bed the week before me. I don't want to I don't want to be in this bed, you know. So, right. it, uh, yeah, I, I hated those. But you just you, it's just you learn to you learn to love it. You're like, this yeah. is what I have to do. It's a grind, yeah. yeah. So. Um, if you want to do this thing, you just, know, I mean, like you don't want to go take 500 shots, but yeah. you're like, this is what you do. Same with writing jokes. Same with, I gotta, I gotta focus on this today. It's if I want to get here, I have to do this. How much of it is that like work ethic versus I got to imagine there's also some people that are just naturally gifted, right? They just have that, that wit, that, that ability. And, and I, I would assume that all comics do to some extent, but like, finding that sweet spot between the repetitions and putting in the hours and also combining it with some sort of just given talent. That's a great question. I mean, it's kind of like what you're doing, right? Like you're never going to be a guy who's like posterizing dudes right. with dunks. You're yeah. like, well, uh, what, what? <laughs> I've got a couple to my name. No, no, but that's not your game, right? Your <laughs> no, game is like, your game is catch and shoot. Like you right. find your spots with comedy. There's a lot of different types of comics, right? There's comics who are great act out guys they can perform yeah. in movies and stuff there's writers there's people that have a little bit of everything you kind of see what your skill set is you go to that and you're like this is this is how i will make a dent this is what i can do well and i think road comic was something that was like i'm guaranteed to work this way I th like with writing rooms if i want to write on a show i'm like i'm waiting for someone to hire me for someone to okay me right no one's really with if i'm selling tickets on the road i'm gonna work yeah so i like that i was in control of that that was but then you know you talk about road life there's you have to like you can't be drinking on the road you like you right. have to be healthy yeah like it's well, so easy to some... i mean i i i stay i keep it pretty tight i will say <laughs> yeah but the greater you know, the NBA, doors open for NBA those who want to take it. there's yeah. a lot of extracurriculars that are right. i want place. names in this <laughs> podcast. no but it's uh especially with your coach it'd be hard to get away with that to, you know right i mean i it's easy to be like, well, I'm going to drink. The club's not, they don't even charge me for alcohol here. I could right. do whatever I want, you know? But at a certain point, you get a little older and you're like, I'm hungover. I have three shows tonight. I need I, I need to feel better than this. You, you kind of just learn to, to do what you have to do. Otherwise, you become that dude. Right. Or probably you can justify it also as like a little bit of a performance enhancer, you know? Right. I was going to say. Feel a little comfortable on stage, you know, after a couple beverages, really lean into the. I think playing a bits. basketball game hungover is probably harder than stand up hungover, but maybe Slightly. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, yeah. I've, I've definitely seen players, I'm like, that dude drank last night. <laughs> uh, well, certain guys can get away with it too. If your level of skill is so high that you can. We still talk about in. in Miami having the ultimate home court advantage. Because everybody comes right. to Miami, you know, everyone has that that Miami road trip circled on their calendar of like, hopefully we're falling on a Friday, Saturday, whatever it is. And then when they come in, like most teams, you can tell, probably had a good time. I mean, I don't blame them, you know, especially if you're in like, not to take any shots here, but like Oklahoma City or Minnesota, <laughs> yeah. or like some of these cities where it's like five degrees all season long. It's nice to be in Miami. You got to lean into a little bit. Right. We yeah. don't we don't want to call names out here, but say you were playing in Philly and <laughs> say that your hamstring hurt. If your team was playing in Miami, you'd probably make the road yes. trip. For sure. I mean, Philly right now, dude, I want to see Harden play. I want to see this 
this team. I'm curious, but uh, Philly, great city, but Miami is more of a party city for sure. For sure. Are you uh, obviously you're, you're tapped into particularly the Eastern Conference? I would imagine, given that you're a, a Knicks fan, what were your reactions to the the blockbuster trade line or trade deadline deal? For, oh, for the Philly. I hate Simmons. the Nets. Any any New Yorker who's for the Nets is a fake New Yorker. They're not real. They're just not a real New Yorker. Like how do you? They're not a real. They're, they're a New Jersey team. They're also the fact that KD like it's such. I, I really hope that Kyrie just can't play. That's my hope. It sounds like he's going to be able to. I was going to say. Yeah. It's I, trending that way. He's – look, there's no more exciting player than Kyrie Irving. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's but, God, I, I, I'm i angry they didn't come to the Knicks. There's still some residual hatred there. Uh, KD is incredible. No, no no one can say that KD is not one of the best players of all. I can't yeah, imagine what it's like to have to guard ever. him. No, he's incredible, yeah. You I just mean, try to do what you can to slow him down. It's, and like, it's, look, I've met Blake. He's awesome, and I, I've always liked Blake a lot. He's hilarious, uh, by the way. He's Blake is. A, a genuinely not just like comedy funny, like a genuinely funny guy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know him. I've met him like once, but he's but he's Counts. he was a cool guy. And uh, Simmons fits perfectly for them. It's annoying. It, it, he fits better than Harden. You know, yeah. to play him at the five, and then you know this dude. He's a great passer. He's got some mental health stuff, clearly. I don't, I mean, look, New York's a place to be. If We have the best therapist in the yeah, country. For, for sure. Get this guy a neurotic Jew on the Upper West Side. <laughs> He's going to be in great hands. But uh, no, Simmons, I don't like how he handled it. I don't really respect how he handled it. Harden's done it twice now, though. Right. You got you to. Right. Well, here's the thing it keeps working for these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, it's, they get to where they want to go. Yeah. It's, it's a move that if you're the Heat and the one seed, both teams, I think, get better. So it's probably yeah. not great for you. But for the Knicks, I don't know if it really changes your guys' season that much. No, we got Cam Reddish. We traded a first-rounder for Cam Reddish who, like, you know, has gotten garbage time minutes only. I don't know. I know we're going to bring Zion in. It's going to reunite the big three. <laughs> Zion's going to weigh – he's going to weigh 400 pounds by the time we mortgage our whole future for him, I'm sure. It's going to be terrible. I'm I'm – I'm nervous for that. I don't like the mortgaging the whole – I hated what they did. I was thrilled they got mellow, but I'm like, do you have to trade? How many picks do we have to give up? Yeah. I loved Raymond Felton in New York. Wow. Gallinari's a, a health issues a lot, but a very good player. Yeah, yeah. It, that and Mozgov was the man. I mean, that guy. That guy got paid. Remember when big paid. Men, the oh, way yeah. the way shooters are getting paid now. Big men. There was a summer where it was oh, like yeah. Biombo, <laughs> Biombo. Yeah. But he's looking good. For, he is. Uh, he's playing really well in Phoenix. It's actually been good to see him back. Um, I I'm just I want to like kind of tap into your your mental and and really the the overall kind of approach from Knicks fans of. Why is it that every single summer in free agency there is like this budding optimism that <laughs> that a KD that a Kyrie like that they're going like it's almost a certainty you know what I mean like that you guys like some sort of confidence and do you that, fall in well look that? KD and Kyrie did come to New York they just didn't come to the place we wanted I mean well, there yeah. is I do think I do think. This is a great city. The, the, you've played in the garden. There's nothing it's like unbelievable. it. unbelievable. Yeah. You're here in February right now. It's 60 degrees. I hope you remember that next time you're yeah. a free agent. Yeah, right. But I mean, this is a great city. It's culturally incredible. We got Broadway. We got we got dropping 50 in the garden. There's nothing oh, like yeah. it. Like, look, we're tough fans. Not that I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely have not. Yeah. But look, we've yeah. seen the footage of Kobe. We've seen Carmelo dropping when he had 62 in the Bobcats. You know, like there's something magical about, you know, dropping 50 
in the garden about just, I mean, I remember it was a game, Nick Celtics, Michael Beasley just came in and had like 35. And it was one of those amazing games where you're like, holy, I was sitting behind Tracy Morgan, who was just like screaming nonsense. But you're like, yeah, you're just like, he turned around at one point, he goes, real animals eat meat. And we were like, yes. <laughs> Amen. Whatever he's saying, I'm with it. But uh, no, the garden is the best. So I, look, I've been to the, the Staples Center. It's fine. It's not the garden. No, the garden's different. 100%. So, so I, I really think there's something about that. There's something about being in this media capital. Like you saw the way, I know like Knicks fans are being tough on Randall this year, but like you saw how much we embraced him last year. Like I, I love Julius Randall still. I hope we find a way to make it work with him because he's, I love that he's got so many uh, skills. We've been missing Derek Rose. 30-plus games. That guy was our, our anchor, you know? So, dude, we, we, we made the first round last year. Did you hear that building? I nuts. I was at game one. I bought tickets in the air. I was flying back from Salt Lake. I'm like, if I if the plane takes off, I'm buying tickets. So I get tickets in the air. I get my uh, bud John with me. We go to the game, and it's like, we're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Of course, Randall is like the worst game of the season, and Alec Burks is the, and Rose are the only guys who show up for us. So... The villain Trey Young. We all hate him in New York. I, great player. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I needed to ask about Trey Young because I don't know if you saw there was a uh, Corday concert in New York City a couple of days ago and the crowd's just chanting, fuck Trey Young. <laughs> And he's on stage. He's like, guys, he's like, stop. It's like, we're trying to vibe to music right now. It's like, I have nothing to do with it. It's like, where does it, I I get that there's so much passion and maybe there was just so much excitement for this first playoff series. And he's the reason it ended. But the the fact that it's still a thing. He's a great player. I mean, that's, it's a compliment is how we should take it. Us saying fuck Trey Young is us saying you're good. I mean, he's not just a great player, but he's a great clutch player. And he seems to thrive he just lives for the hatred. Like, since he was, because yeah. he's a little guy, he's got the funny, like, you've seen the meme, the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the lollipop on the barbershop yeah, floor. Yeah. That's, he knows that we make fun of his hair. <laughs> right. So it's like he's been that dude his whole career. So you have to learn to play under the, that, that pressure. He has a Reggie Miller like vibe. I hated Reggie more than I've ever hated a basketball player. Uh, he was the villain, uh, Reggie Miller. But no, the Hawks. I thought they'd be better this year. They have, yeah. you know, Bogdanovich is really good. Yeah. Capella, they're a good team. So I, I was shocked. Yeah. Trey is, uh, he's a great villain in, great. in a lot of different ways. Um, it's interesting you bring up the the Hawks and the Knicks because I do think that there's something going on with, with both teams in terms of when you win and then you bring back 
a very similar group, or at least the same core. Definitely a, a similar group for the Hawks um, and, and the Knicks as well. Everything starts to shift a little bit when expectations start to come in. Both teams last year were great stories. Right? But the Hawks beat the Sixers. That wasn't just a story. But 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 to make it where they did, and then all of a sudden you bring back the guys and you pay the guys that you do, all of a sudden now it's just hard to to manage those expectations yeah. with the change in kind of I don't like it's egos, it's it's the money, it's everything that kind of plays a role in coming back. Because everyone always points to like, oh well, they're bringing back the same team, they're gonna be a year better, a year older. But like I think we've seen with both teams, it doesn't always work out that way. Which I imagine as a fan is like you have these expectations of, all right, you know, we took the team that ended up going to the Eastern Conference Finals, we gave them a great series. Why are we not better this year? Right? Yeah, just Certain guys you think are going to develop in a way, you know, I think Emmanuel quickly looked incredible first last year, and yeah. he's he's kind of taken a step backwards, I think, without Rose in that second unit. Rose really just knew how to get him the ball. He, I think he built his confidence up. Yeah. I mean, how could – Rose is such an iconic player. Like, how can you – if I'm on the road with a comic who I think is, like, a genius, he's going to build my confidence up, you know? Yeah. So that's, I think, Rose – his his leadership was, was so huge for us last year. Then – Randall just was on a fucking tear. Like, the guy couldn't be stopped last year. RJ always starts slow for some reason. He always has a good second half. This year, again, was horrible out of the gate and then started to look great the last month. That shot in Boston. That That was incredible. I I love RJ. I really believe in RJ. Um, Mitchell Robinson, you know, is an incredible athlete, but he he's not consistent. So I want to see more consistency from. Him. I think he could get there. I, I hope they resign him. You know, not not crazy money. I hope, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. The expectations were high, and the East is really good now. And the, the East, East is, is better really than the West. Yeah. I mean, you, when's the last time that happened? As a Knicks fan, you've got to look at the Eastern Conference and just feel despair because it seems like it's, <laughs> it's there's like there's like ten legitimate playoff teams. Yeah. And the Knicks are not. One which is right now. You look at a team like the Blazers, and they I think they blew it up too late. Like you can't be like a perennial right. six or seven seed, especially in the West, you know, and and just keep you're not like the Blazers got swept by the Nuggets last year without Jamal Murray. Right. That's a sign that you gotta blow it up sooner. Yeah. And and I get keeping Dame, but like you gave up two first rounders for Covington. What are you doing? Yeah. Like I, he's a good player, but like it's a it's a lot. There's another name that's thrown around to the Knicks, by the way, Dame. <laughs> Dame. Dame. Russ, I don't want him to. I, uh, rebuild. Rebuild yeah. is, it's underrated. Knicks fans are. And there's young talent. So you want to go, you want to go straight young guys. I, I like our young guys. I like, uh, I think Quentin Grimes looks like a good player. Yeah, I think he's he, really good. He plays D. Reminds me a little bit of Danny Green. Plays D. He's got Ooh. the three point shot. Yeah. Green's a little taller, I guess, but, uh, you know, quickly I still think is a, is a killer. I think he's going to, he's having a bad shooting year, but I love him. Uh, I'm, just played by the fact – the fact that we passed on Tyrese Halliburton to this day. I knew it that night. <laughs> you know, I, I, Obi Toppin's showtime. I love him. But Tyrese Halliburton – Dog champ, Obi Toppin. Yeah, I was going to say, put some respect on <laughs> him. Is he a champion or is everyone else just lose? I will die on this hill. <laughs> he he gave a good performance. No, the first one was incredible. Incredible. I, I, and look, I love Obi, but that was the worst dunk contest of all. The, it was the dunk bad. contest is over. It Get rid of bad. the dunk contest. Everyone – you weren't in the three-point contest this year. They could have yeah. used you. But, I mean, Towns looked awesome. Was awesome. Three-point contest is the headliner. I agree. It's surpassed. Really? You think it's surpassed? So much better. I, I love watching. Holy crap. When 
the, the shooting is so much more of a rush to me. Like yeah. st- when Steph was in it or Clay, and and this year, uh, man, Kennard is a great, yeah. Yeah. beautiful shot. Yeah. Uh, so I was there. I was in the arena in Cleveland, and the energy for the three point contest was infinitely higher than the dunk contest. Now, granted. If the dunk contest started with Cole Anthony taking like 15 minutes to put on Tim's. And so that sapped things a little bit. <laughs> but the energy was so low throughout it because guys are missing dunks. And so I imagine, I mean, I guess this is a question for you, but I imagine that when the energy is that low, it's silent in there. Yeah. And you're supposed yeah. to be pulling off these dunks. Like that must just make it infinitely harder. The guys shot what? It was like eight for 40 from the field during the dunk contest or something like that. Is that actually what it was? It was something ridiculous. Jeez. It was it's bad. like Russell uh, Westbrook. It was one of his nights. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy, man. The dunk contest is – and we've just seen it all. It, it, you, see, you see what Kobe won with in the 90s, that, yeah. like between the legs, and you're like, Obi does that for his, like, plan right, B. Right, right. I really I think, think that's what it is. I think that's the part of the issue is that guys like Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Derek Jones, yep. they've just ruined it. They've set the bar so high with that that it's like – Almost the way that they've kind of reinvented the all-star game with the finish and, and now they're trying to do it with the rising stars. You got to come up with something for the dunk contest to like revitalize it. Because you're right. Everything's been done. It's like point. kids with porn now. You can't appreciate sex because you've seen it all. It's it's really what happened. Like, yeah. Dominique Wilkins is like the greatest porn star of all time. Now, to that, you know, like he... What Dominique did in the 80s is like, I think he's one of the most underrated dunkers. I mean, because everyone shows the Jordan clips. I'm like, look what Dominique is doing, man. But people do his dunks like in traffic now, in games. You know what I mean? So it's like everything has just been – and that's not that – I mean, we could have a whole conversation about this. But that also ties into this whole generation argument around like the NBA 75, right? It's like how how do you actually compare Clay Thompson – Dwight Howard to some of these guys that got the nod for that list. It's like, it's almost impossible to do. I'm going to stay out of dropping names, but you know. I mean, Bob Cousy, I love Bob Cousy, but but can that guy really like, do you think he could really take on like Kyle Lowry? He went behind the back and the stands like lost (laughs) their mind. It's it's the same. It's like Vince Carter, like going back to dunk. Like Vince Carter is the greatest, one of the greatest dunkers ever. Yeah. Everyone in that dunk contest this past week could have done his dunks that he Blew but he also away. just glided though. There was there was like there a, was a grace was to a his dunks to for sure. sure and I that's agree fair. With that. But I, yeah, the level of T-Mac should have been just... on the top seventy five for sure. I mean, that guy was a freak. I, I remember watching T-Mac. He was like my favorite non Nick to watch. I, it's very hard for me to look. I I, I was very loyal to that like early uh, aughts. You know, Spreewell, Houston. <laughs> Love that. Love those guys, yeah. man. Uh, Spree was just the man. You know, anyone who chokes their coach and then turns it around in New York, that never <laughs> happens. You know? Uh, did you have the spinners? The you shoes? With, with the no, spinners? I did not, but I had, I had the jersey. a jersey. I had yeah. a pair of spinners, yeah. Those were, sp- I mean, those would like, after like day five, they would just start to like slowly <laughs> peel open. It was just like such low quality, but so cool. So I had the Marberries. You want to talk about the low quality? Uh, yeah. Those were 12 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought like three pairs and they all, and they all, I was like, well, just these will be my pairs forever. I'll have three Marberries. And of course, yeah, Marbury had a great run in New York. He really did. I loved him, but man, Staten Island sucks. kid, like it's you know. Oh no, the I mean, his story is incredible. There's that book by Darcy Frey. You know, what I'm talking the last shot about the, no. that Lincoln team. He was the freshman. Incredible book, but you know, uh, none of those other kids made it. Marbury was like the only one, and right. he was the freshman on that team. And uh, 
man, talk about that Knicks team. That front court was like Quinton Richardson when he gained a lot of weight. Uh, Zach Randolph when he gained a lot of weight. And Eddie Curry. And I was like, this is the fattest front court of all time. What the hell is happening? But, uh, I mean, I love that team. Crawford was the man for us. Uh, it was tough because Isaiah Thomas just did such a bad job. It, it, he, I remember him t saying stuff like, yeah, I think Eddie Curry should be in the same sentence as Dwight Howard. And I was like, I'm a Knicks fan, and, and I feel like you're crazy. Dwight on the Magic was insane. It was incredible. That's why I think, I think Dwight was the biggest snub mm -hmm. from NBA 75, just yeah. because I feel like his – most recent rendition of what people see on a nightly basis has like in some ways tarnished how yeah. dominant he was. I mean, when he was, I mean, he's basically defensive player of the year every year. He was top five in MVP voting every single year. Yeah. And he, they won, like they took, he took his team to the finals. Like he was as dominant as And that team be. was, that team was awesome. Really good. Turkaloo and Richard Lewis, like a futuristic team. Oh yeah. yeah. That was, that was a badass team. hundred percent. Those, yeah. those were fun teams. I'm curious, do you have, you talked about your hatred for the Heat and the Lakers. Yeah. I feel like the Knicks have had like spats with just about every, particularly Eastern Conference team. Is Definitely. there is there is there like one that kind of maybe was personal to you in some way? Reggie Miller was personal. Reggie, to me. Yeah. Reggie, I hated. Like that, it was like my mom knew not to say his name in the house. Wow, it was. Like it that. was. How old were you when that was all? I was at the game when Ewing missed the finger roll. We were like way high up, and my dad had to carry me out crying. I think I was eleven. Uh, Ewing, Ewing couldn't get up. He missed the finger roll and Reggie went and kissed the court. And I hate, maybe, I don't know if he kissed the court that game or if it was the game where he pushed a blatant foul, Greg Anthony. <laughs> oh yeah. There's Reggie, still some turmoil. I hate him. Uh, I mean, <sighs> I hate respect him. He, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. a legend. And, uh, I don't know if he belongs on the NBA 75 <laughs> either though. Oh, really over, over clay. I mean, I, I would rather have clay Thompson than Reggie. Uh, that's my, that's, you know, I have some hatred for him. <laughs> Uh, T Mac over Reggie. Reggie, look, Reggie was a great player. I, I, the Pacers, I hated. I hated the Davis brothers. I know they weren't brothers, but I hated them. <laughs> uh, uh, Mark Jackson, I despised. It was tough because he was a Nick, but it was before my time. Right. And then he came back, and I was like, ah, it's too late. You know, I don't. I remember all the shimmying he would do. He he'd always hit the half court shot. Yeah. He was that dude. I, they were my number one most hated. Number two was the Miami Heat with Alonzo. I was at Patrick Ewing the retirement night, and we all booed Alonzo morning. And I, I didn't realize how stupid it was. I'm like, he's there because they're friends. Like, Ewing <laughs> asked him to be there. But we were like, nah, this guy sucks. I hate him. So uh, Vashon Leonard, Thunder Dan, that team, I hated. Tim Hardaway, I hated. Anthony Carter hit the the floater to win it over the backboard. He's on our staff now. Uh, yeah. is, a, is a great dude, but I imagine you probably had a little disdain for him as well. Yeah, that team was tough. They um, were. They embodied like Pat Riley, like gut it out, make it ugly, find a way to win. Well, the Knicks' biggest mistake was not retaining Riley in any capacity. Like give that guy a piece of the team. Like he right. he will – and look at the Knicks' value on Forbes. We're still like the number one franchise and we don't win enough. So uh, you get Riley in there. I mean he was – yeah, I, I knew how special he was as a kid. I knew that Pat Riley was, I mean, those Armani suits, the slick back hair. He looked oh, like yeah. Michael Douglas in Wall Street. He looked like a movie yeah. star. He's like a handsome it's guy. It's part of the appeal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Where do you stand on, on Dolan? Look, man, I mean, here's the thing. Dolan gets a lot of shit. The Oakley thing broke my heart, obviously. Yeah. That was horrible. You said you were there for that game, right? I was there for that game. But – He's given the keys before. People like, to, like blame him when it's his fault, but he gave Phil Jackson the keys, and Phil ja and Phil Jackson was like took an early retirement, sleeping during 
You know, like I couldn't believe that. I was like, we got Phil Jackson on the Knicks. And so, yeah, it's tough. I think uh, it goes deeper than him. I think it's you got to turn it around. Like, where's Leon Rose? Yeah. Like this guy hides more than Biden. Why is Biden showing his face more than Leon Rose? And Biden's not showing his face. I know. I didn't realize that was like a common criticism of, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not like super tapped in with all that sort of, not to say it's like media headlines, but like that is something that is very much circulated and talked about in in New York media, right? Leon Rose? Yeah, like the whole kind of like, where's he at? Where are you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also trading this pick for... Uh, Cam Reddish, and then Tibbs is like, I don't like Cam Reddish. And you're like, well, could you maybe run it by him? He's the coach. You're supposed to talk to the coach, right? <laughs> so I kind of don't get what Leon Rose is doing. I, in theory, like the Reddish move because I think he's got a lot of talent. But, you know, if the coach hates the guy, either don't get the guy or get a new coach. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan referenced this earlier, but the basketball knowledge is high. I also love that this has just become a Knicks podcast. Well, I have that effect on people. No, I, but it's great. Uh I, I can talk any team, honestly. I, I, I have the league pass. I watch on the road. I, I love the NBA. I really love it. What's uh, outside of the Knicks? I know you we you talked about the Heat a little bit, but like, what's a sneaky team that you really enjoy watching on League Pass? Well, I love that you guys got Lowry. I mean, not that for you. I mean, I can't root for you guys, but he. I think he's great. So yeah. I like him. I love watching Phoenix. I mean, Chris yeah. Paul is a magician, man. And Booker's great. Uh, Bridges is another guy the Knicks passed on. I think of that all. I knew that night. I was like, I know he's like a safe pick. There's guys like Miles Bridges where you're like, well, that guy could be like a right. star. He's like kind of a risk. Yeah. And he's looking great now. But, uh, I mean, that draft, I think we passed on Bridges, uh, Gilgis Alexander, yeah. Michael Porter. Uh, and we took Kevin Knox. So that, that hurt for yeah. sure. But uh, I like that I brought this back to the Knicks already. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to say, it didn't I take long. I like the Suns. I like uh, – I mean, I, it's hard not to want to watch uh, Luka anytime yeah. you can watch Luka. They really crammed the Lakers down our throat they on, on national I, yeah. television. I'm like, enough. It I don't never ceased to amaze me, though, how often you turn on a national TV game and it's the Lakers. Like, it's just every, it feels like every I national hate watching TV them. slot, it's going to be the Lakers. I hate watching them. I did like watching, um, I liked watching the Clippers because when Kawhi was healthy, because I think he's awesome. Yeah. I love his game. Uh, I love uh, Marcus Morris because he was he was great for the Knicks for that one wow. year. He, he was. He shot it really well that year, I remember. And then th- they moved him to the deadline, right? For quickly. They yeah, had, for the pick qu- that okay, ended up being you. quickly. So, Which worked out. It worked out. But I, I love Marcus Morris's game. I think he's like kind of a tough, gritty glue guy. I love him. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a fun team to watch. Um, who else do I like? I mean, I'm kind of enjoying the Timberwolves this year. Ooh. Edwards is is fun as hell. He's Towns. Towns I've always loved. Um, I don't know if – I mean, I mean, I'm, honestly, I hate to say this because it's like a hack answer, but Golden State. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, incur- yeah. I mean, Steph is on a clinic. It's fun to watch Wiggins in a low-pressure role, you know, because right. it's like sometimes when a guy's the first overall pick, people just give up on them, you know. But he, I'm like, this is a useful player in the right situation. All-star. Yeah. Starters. I mean, that was ridiculous. That's, you know, that's that's some Korean pop propaganda, right? <laughs> some Korean pop stars like posting his name. But no, he's a very good player. But I just am like Draymond and Clay. It's just that Clay's not healthy, you know, but. Uh, or Devin Booker probably should have got the nod. Oh, on yeah. The no. starter, yeah. Oh, I meant like just from Golden State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Devin Booker is incredible. Or Luca, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, 
I'm trying to think if there's any other team. I mean, Chicago is annoying. I hate Chicago, but they're really a fun team this year. We yeah. uh, we talked about the free agents the Knicks have not gotten. Yeah. What about like moving forward? We're What's back like to the Knicks? Well, I, well, you know, you you just ran through basically the entire NBA that you're a fan of, which I appreciate, which yeah. is awesome. But yeah. like, who would you love to see wearing that jersey? I was really bummed that Kawhi Leonard resigned with. The Clippers. I would have loved Kawhi and the yeah. He's such a he's such a great guy for New York media because he's so funny at media. Like yeah. the, he would have given the press nothing. They would have been like, "What's he thinking?" <laughs> so uh, I love Kawhi, just because he's a great defender too, and he's. Yeah. I love that he's just an incredible two way player, and I think uh, he would have been great. But yeah, I mean the free agency class this year sucks. Hopefully Giannis. Hopefully they mess that up in Milwaukee, and then we get Giannis in New York. We got a lot of great Greek Catch restaurants. Stars. Um, I mean, I, he's such a lovable player. I mean, he just he seems like a decent guy too, and he's a freak. I mean, he's he's the Greek freak. I'm trying. Who who's a free agency? I don't even know. Uh, I don't up know this either. yeah, up this summer it's not like last year was supposed to be the famed class, and then everybody. Resigned longer or whatever. Um, I mean, Luca resigned, which I'm like, you're gonna regret that, dude. You're gonna regret yeah. that extension. They brought in about eight guards yeah. uh, to that team. Well, it's it's hard. I like to... Jalen Brunson. I wouldn't mind him in New York, but I don't he's, know. He's he's really he's super solid. Yeah, really really good player. I mean, we've touched a lot of bases in terms of basketball. I do want to talk about uh, a little bit your comedy. Sure. And particularly performance and kind of like performance anxiety. It's something that I've talked a little bit about uh, on this podcast in terms of just being in high-pressure situations and kind of the day-to-day weight that that kind of holds. How have you kind of – because I honestly feel when I watch comics and particularly your stuff – it's the ultimate challenge in terms of you're walking out to a neutral crowd that isn't necessarily – now you're at the point where you probably have – you definitely have fans that follow you and are around. But, like, you still have to win over every room, mm-hmm. first off. Yeah. And you're also getting immediate live feedback about how things are going, which I think is incredibly challenging. Because if it starts to go south, that's really hard to, like, pull it back it's from. not though you think it is but it's uh i mean i guess it can be but sometimes on the road i'm doing an hour so right. if i bomb i'm like eh, it's kind of fun to dig a hole sometimes <laughs> right, you know it's yeah. kind of fun to be like there's a part of me that's like you're like what if i did the worst what if i just alienated the crowd sometimes i open by just trashing the city i'm in and they like it but if it doesn't work i'm like it's kind of funny you know right it's kind of funny to fall on your face i mean the the pressure situations like there kind of are none anymore because you think about, like, when you were a young comic, I remember I did horrible shows like Last Comic Standing and America's Got Talent because I was, like, you know, I was desperate. Yeah. But uh, those are high pressure because you don't know how the hell they're going to cut you. So you're like, yeah. what are they going to do uh, if I bomb? I'm going to be, like, Simon Cowell is going to call me, like, a talentless loser. This stinks. Yeah. Uh, so those, and they treat you terribly. You're there, you're like, they, they're messing with you the whole time. They're like, are you nervous? Are you nervous? And you're like, yeah, of, co- of course I'm nervous. <laughs> right. So uh, I remember when I went on AGT, uh, Simon, I heard a, uh, like a Jewish rap troupe before me just get torn to shreds. He was like, you're terrible. You're never going to go anywhere. You're trash. And then I was like, oh, God, here it goes. So I remember 
going out and being like, let's try to get the crowd. It's like, it was like 5,000 people in Pasadena. I'm like, let's try to get them on my side. So he's like, what's the worst you ever bombed? I told a story about a guy walking up to me and spitting on me on stage. So I was like, all right, maybe they'll be rooting for me here. Right. right. And then I and I did really well. And then the next round, the next round, they were like, well, we don't know if we're going to use that on TV. And I was like, I got a standing ovation. <laughs> You're not going to use it. It's like stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, then the next round I got... Uh, I, I think I they my call time was like 10 a.m. I went on stage at midnight. They're exhausted. The judges are exhausted. It's horrible. I still did well, but oh like I got God. kicked off. So but I was like, all I want is to not be humiliated because I know what they do to people on these shows. Yeah. Uh, and I'll obviously never do a show like that again. But, uh, you know, those are the times you're nervous. Like late, I did a late night set uh, last week. I did a, a, the Corden show and... I, the crowd's red hot. Those are nerve wracking. Like I've done those where the crowds aren't good and you're kind of like, oh crap, this is going to live forever on the internet. I'm performing for a crowd at 5 p.m. in Burbank. Like who are these people, you know? <laughs> so I did uh, the James Corden show and it went great. But then the last, literally the last line, the last joke, I flubbed the line and I go, oh, I go, I'm going to retake that. And they said, okay. And they let me redo it. Oh, and nice. It hit. And you can't tell in the edit, but I mean, Stuff I wouldn't have known you could do that as a young with a live audience, you can just run it back. Yeah, well, you know they don't air it right that yeah. second, so I just said, "Hey, can I do?" And they were like, "Of course." So I just retold the joke, and thank God. You I was know? gonna say I saw this, and yeah. uh, you would have never known exactly. I was yeah. like, you come out, and you're, I can't remember what your opening line is, but you're not even getting to the joke, and the crowd just erupts in laughter. They were seals, thank you're, God. <laughs> you're like, oh my I was God. so lucky. You can tell in your brain, you're like, "Oh, okay, well, this is well, gonna go well." Corden does a cool thing. I've done a lot of those shows, and like, you know. Colbert, I don't think, is like a huge stand-up fan. So he's kind of, uh, he's usually not even there for it. He was there for mine because it was early on on the show. I, was, I, was, I think I was the first non-famous comic. I think it was like Jerry Seinfeld, then Maria Bamford, and then it was me. So I was like, I'll be the first, like, you know. You're not non-famous. Yeah, I was say, you're, you're famous. Well, I'm not, but I really wasn't back then. It was whenever it was on. But, it, I, you know, so then I go out there and uh, I could, it's just like, they have a, an actor and then they're like, our next guest is a comedian. And they're like, that's it. That's all I get. So they can be tough on those. Uh, I remember I did Fallon once and it was like not a good set. And I followed Cory Booker, the politician. I'm like, you want me to follow hope? Yeah, this right. is bullshit. <laughs> so I go out there and Fallon does a really classy thing where he goes out there and he goes, my mom was in the crowd. My mom lives in the city. So my mom uh, and dad are there and, my mom uh, is there and he heard that. So he's like, this guy's mom is in the crowd. Please laugh. Like, this is a very hard thing he's doing right now. Like, you have to be present. And I still did poorly. I'm like, do you guys hate my mom or something? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? But then Corden does a similar thing where he's like, just make sure to give a lot of energy because, you know, this is not the natural way to do stand-up, but we do it on the show. Yeah. And and they were, they were like, too hot because of that, you know? <laughs> but it, I think it probably makes it easier, right? For, I mean, of course. Yeah, because you're like, it's just going to work. Yeah. You know? So it's it's low prep. But I did like four minutes. It feels like 20. And then I can do – and then if I do The Road and I do a show, I'm like, oh, wow, I did an hour 15. I didn't – you don't realize it. But right. on those shows, it feels like forever. Are there any bad heckler stories? Like sure. Like anyone that sticks out? Jeez, well, the spit one sucked. That really was like – So that a, actually happened. Yeah, it was a low point. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't make it up. Yeah, it was a low point for sure. I was like working the door at Broadway Comedy Club. It stunk and uh, – 
they would let me go on sometimes and it was a pretty crappy club it was a type of club where they would lie about who was going to be there they'd be like a ticket team on the street would <laughs> oh, no. be like we have, i remember a friend of mine was saying he heard them once say tina fey is going to be there and i'm like she doesn't do stand-up so whoever you're lying to but whatever they were always mad yeah guy, i a guy wouldn't stop heckling me and i i guess i just didn't handle it well at the time you know you get more confident but I said whatever I said to him, just like, ah, oh, you stank, you're garbage. And he got up and I heard, and I was like, ah, oh, crap. Oh, no. So that sucked. And then I'm trying to think of other ones. Do, usually they don't get the best of you. I mean, you have a microphone. If you can't, I mean, right. it's literally like. You should be able to win it over. It's like yeah, if a right. dude challenged you to basketball, right. it's like, you're going to win. Yeah. Even if you are having an off day, you're going to light him up, you know? I was going to say, does part of you almost relish that now? Like no. now that you're seasoned. It like because I see some of these breakouts all the time on social media of like this comedian dealing with this heckler. Sure. And it's always entertaining for me, especially when the comic handles it well. So now that you're at this point where I'm sure you've heard it all, yeah. seen it all, it's almost like a content opportunity. Yeah, well, it's, you're right. It's good to promote dates so I can get the clip. And I, I usually have someone videotaping the show. So yeah, I'll use it to promote gigs. I get a lot of them still. And uh, yeah, it's weird. I've heard them all. I've heard every insult. I'm kind of like, all right, let's go. It, it, it does feel like you're a UFC fighter and some dude's like, what? <laughs> so you're kind of like, do you really want to? I right. have a microphone. Right, right, I mean, not right. just a UFC fighter. You're like a UFC fighter with brass knuckles. Right. You right. know? So you're like, I'm going to win. Yeah. It's just like how how weird you're going to make it. Uh, I don't care if people interrupt the show usually. It's really if they're just talking. If they're just having like a separate conversation right. and ignoring me. But if they're coming at me or whatever, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. But I'd rather work on material for sure. But I do so many sets that I'm kind of – sometimes I'm sick of my jokes. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm bored. <laughs> do you uh, do you still get like pre-show jitters? Like no. is that nothing? No. I, I mean, I feel like I do comedy more than I am a person at this point. I mean, I'm doing really? eight shows this weekend. It's eight hours. You That's know, it's so like – I I just been doing it too long. I don't. I guess I I got nervous before I went on Corden because I was just like, just don't fuck up. You you've yeah. been doing this long enough. Just don't. I get nervous uh, occasionally, but if it's like a just a regular show, like what's if I bomb, who cares? No one. Fun, I yeah. had a bad set at the cellar last night. It's like no one saw. I mean, it's like eighty people in that side room. It's like no one cares. Yeah. You know, I was a little nervous because. On the other one, Chris Rock went on after me. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see him to see me bomb, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Cellar's the best comedy club. So, I mean, so you, I've heard, yeah. It's, yeah, you got to come. You guys got to yeah. come uh, when you're both in town again. But because uh, Liz, the, the manager, she loves the heat and her love mom, that. Marianne, loves the heat. So, I love that. They're, wow. they're hardcore. Can't wait to meet Marianne and Liz. Yeah. yeah. Be great. <laughs> they love you for sure. I mean, you're, you got, it is annoying that you're a likable team, you know? <laughs> I feel like it's, yeah, it's not necessarily conducive to, like, what the Miami Heat should be. No. Right? You know what I mean? You should have, a, you should like have a Grayson and Allen on your team. That's who you should have on your team. I should be able to dislike your team. No, I, I actually, I really do think, like, top to bottom, we are pretty likable. Well, why can't um, he be that guy? He kind of fits the mold. I, yeah. I, I because trust you're not I, a dirty player. You would be, Grayson of, Allen's dirty. That's why people, you know. Do you not think he is? You know, I think that obviously the stuff at Duke was what it was, and he developed a reputation there. And not to mention he's doing it at Duke, which I don't think helps. Oh at God, all. no, no. Uh, I think from a hateable standpoint, I think Duke's. Right and he had up hair there. gel too. It's like everything that could have gone wrong. <laughs> well, wait, wrong. Gordon How Gordon Hayward has the hair gel, and it looks immaculate. Yeah, yeah. He There's looks a like lot Captain of guys America. that pull yeah. off the hair gel. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily like. For example, the play the uh, what was it a month ago now, probably on on Caruso. Yeah. 
That one was tough because if I, I think if he doesn't have the pre-existing reputation that he does have, I think it's to, it's viewed in a totally different way. I think it's viewed as a bad foul and a foul that it, people would be like, he shouldn't have done that. That was overly aggressive or whatever you want to call it. But I don't think he gets attacked nearly the way that he was. And it's talked about the way that it was. It is my take. It doesn't help that he looks a little like Ted Cruz. That, everything yeah. hurts him. Like everything <laughs> kind of hurts. You're right. He's got but, a lot of things working against him. He but does, but Caruso... Who I think was like, how do you not resign the guy here, the Lakers? He's been amazing. He's been great. It was. I thought it was a dirty plan. I think his reputation, like you have that rep for a reason. I'm sorry, like you know, I'm all for forgiving, but like you know, I, yeah, it was dirty. I, I was against, and I and I'm not here to defend the Bulls. I hate. I'm so mad we didn't sign DeRozan, the Knicks. By the way, how do we not sign that guy? I had an opportunity to. I feel like a lot of teams had an opportunity to. Like, I in, think he would have liked New York too. He, God, he's a good player. He's, he's so incredible, good. and, and it, he's a guy who's elevated as he's got, gotten to sort of the later part of his career. And he's totally different. He plays different than anybody else in the league. The way he gets to his spots, and it's just he plays with a ton of skill and ability. And um, I mean, everyone, I, I love it. Everyone says, "Oh, mid range is dead," this or that, or whatever. And he here he is carrying uh, the first. Well, we're also the first team in the East at this point, but yeah. uh, tied top tier and top team in the East. They've had a lot of injuries too, though. With Williams is out, and they had so have we. Just for the record, that's true. <laughs> and you guys got ravaged last year in your defense. I mean. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I did not want you guys. It was a moment where it was going to be the Knicks heat four or five. And I was like, I don't want the heat. I thought we would have beaten the, the Hawks. I did yeah. not expect them to wipe the floor with us, but I really didn't want the heat. Yeah. It, it came down to that final weekend. I remember because there was, a, it was all in limbo of who we were going to play. We actually played Milwaukee. I think the second to last game of the season. You match um, up well with them. I know you lost last year, but like, oh, we got, yeah, we got Bam is a good matchup for Giannis. And then, you know, PJ now. I think he does a really good job guarding us. We have a couple guys, yeah. Jimmy, that we can throw at him um, just because you know, he's just one of those guys. You just got to try to slow him down. You're not going to stop him. Um, but we've we've played well against Milwaukee so far uh, this year. And honestly, since I've been with the Heat, I think they're obviously a tough team to prepare for, but um, they are very Giannis-centric also in, in the same way. You know, it's, it's mostly preparing – for Giannis. And that's no disrespect to the rest of the roster. I, th- I think Drew Holiday He's a added an entirely different element uh, to yeah. them, which we really saw last year in the playoffs. I, he was the best player in our series, I thought, and we thought. Um, and just his impact on both sides of the ball is is high level. He's it killer. Really I think he might have been an all-star snub this year, too. I yeah, mean, for sure. With all he does, you know, he... I know Middleton had better numbers, but Middleton missed more games. Yep. Drew, Drew is so good. Yeah. No, he is. He really is. Um, you got anything else? No. Well, Sam, we uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, anytime, man. Yeah, I love uh, this. Is, this is great stuff. You actually have a, a podcast of your own. We have it. We have. Well, I have two. I have. We might two. be drunk in this studio, and I have a basketball pod called Pod Don't Lie with Stavros. Who you got to have on. Stav, I love it. You guys will love Stav. <laughs> He's love the it. biggest uh, Bucks fan. He loves Giannis. He's like there the Knicks are his other team, but he's obsessed with Giannis. So I love it. You got to have him on. You guys open the pod with a remix of uh, their play in basketball, but it's like the lyrics are changed to, but they're dumb as shit. <laughs> but it's like, no, your level of basketball knowledge is high, as we've seen in this conversation. And it's I've listened to the pod. I'm genuinely impressed. They get seriously. in depth. About- I, love, I love the NBA. I, it's one of the things where we shit on players all the time. But like the truth is I like pretty much every – I just like the NBA so much that I'm kind of like – I like most players. The NBA is like the WWE now, where every yeah. there's there's drama. Ben Simmons is like maybe he'll go like face next. He was yeah. heel. Then you know Embiid, you know, kind of you're kind of rooting for him because 
he, I thought he handled it like such a badass. And yeah. I can never, I, and Philly's another team I hate, but uh, damn, I, I like him beat a lot. And yeah. Doc Rivers, like, man, if somehow he gives up a 3 1 lead in the playoffs this year, like, it's, <laughs> it's it, yeah. it might be, he might be on the hot seat. Yeah, that's so. true. But you're right. I actually, I told Duncan this earlier, but that was my biggest takeaway from All Star is just the production of it all. You're right. It's like WWE. I mean, it's just, these guys are on a state. I mean, it, it just, that was my biggest takeaway is it was like these guys were in a circus. It's just yeah. the cameras everywhere, the prompters everywhere. It's just, it was such a The production. amount of celebrities there is hilarious. It, yeah, that was crazy. Guy Fieri sitting at half court for some reason while Jack Harlow's tucked away in the corner. And it's like, that feels like it should be reversed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, Don't disrespect yeah, it. Was it was fun. I, I like this, the way they did the skills competition. That was fun. Yeah. Man. I, I liked the Deontay yeah. and the Koopa brothers yeah. and uh, the rookies. The rookie class is incredible too. Barnes is amazing. Mobley is like a freak, that yeah. kid. Yeah. Uh, Cunningham is terrific. I, I still think, you know, Green will be really good. I just wish, uh, you know, I wish the Knicks could get an early, get an earlier pick. Don't, this is how you turn into the magic, you know? I know that they have some good young players now, but like for years it was like the eighth pick, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. that you just trapped, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's true. Um, all right, man. Well, appreciate right. you coming on. Uh, like you said, we'll definitely do this again. It was fun. Uh, maybe get you on around the playoffs or something. We can really let's do it. Really dial it up. Playoff preview. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs>